Live from the Johns Refrigeration Media Center at the East Valley Institute of Technology, this is 88.7 The Pulse, KPNG, Chandler, Phoenix, and KVIT, Apache Junction, Goldfield, Ghost Town, Arizona. This is Wrench Nation, car talk, car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. Wrench Nation Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870. With your hosts, Frank and Steve. It is Wrench Nation. Of course, the phone number you need to know. 480-655-8870. That's 480-655-8870. Talk or text. Hello, Frank. That's right. Welcome back, guys. Steve and Frank. And, of course, we got Wally Cahill in the studio. Listen, this is your place for car care. All your car care tips. Uh, Maybe you're buying a used car. A lot of you are... Perhaps doing that, a little tax money coming your way. Uh, maybe you got a break squeak. You know, this is your place. This is your show. And we welcome you back every Wednesday. Here yeah, sometimes, you know, you go in and you say, you know, what's wrong? And they tell you, well, this is wrong. This needs to be changed. You go, that's a lot of money. You might want to give us a call so we can see if we can help you out and see if it seems right. Nobody knows. I mean, we got these problems, these right. symptoms, and we... And obviously, we, you can't diagnose it without seeing it, but we can give you an idea of where that, you need to go. That feeling. Yep. Or perhaps you are... Hey, a lot of you reached out uh, on our Facebook and you're you're doing a job on the weekend and you, you got some parts and maybe that do-it-yourself repair didn't work out. You call us or text 480-655-8870. Boy, oh boy, what a busy, busy week in the garage this week. Um, you know, this is where processes and procedures really help. If you run a business, you better have some processes. You got to have a plan. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, of course, uh, March is notorious in our industry for uh, tax, re- you know, tax checks. Folks are sure. catching up on repairs, weather temperatures kicking up a few notches. And of course, uh, you know, spring break, uh, folks are getting, you know, whether it be this week or into next week. Yeah. I mean, uh, so, but I got a story and this is frustrating. And I, you know, my story wife time. may be listening Hopefully she's not, but I just got to say, and I wanted your opinion about this, you listening now, uh, or if you're catching this on the replay of podcast, you can certainly get on a Facebook. We want your thoughts. My wife called me last night, Wally, and she says, Frank, she was frantic. Uh Uh-oh. She's up in Strawberry. We have a little place up there, and she's doing some work or whatever she's doing. Maybe she's just getting away from me. Probably that's the case. And she said, I lost the key fob, the little key. I can't find it. I, the car won't start. And I said, wait a minute. How did she drive to that destination? So I said, okay, it's got to be around somewhere. Because in theory, you cannot drive without the key fob. Maybe without a key, you can't start it. So I let that calm down. You ever been in a situation, Steve, Maybe you listening have been the same way, where everything is frantic with somebody you know. Sure. And all you can do is take a deep breath, listen to the frantic situation, <laughs> and just listen hard, and then come back and say, um, maybe call me back in 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah, right. Oh, right. Uh, oh, that, that's, a, that's, you, that's a death knell there. Because I, I thought she was- Bad move. The way she sounded, it was like, honey, I'm drowning in the Pacific <laughs> Ocean. Come rescue me. Now, in all fairness, and I want you listening to give me an idea, give me your thoughts. I particularly- and personally, don't like these key fobs. They've been around for a while, and supposedly we're supposed to be trained as drivers. But if you drive a vehicle, maybe a Nissan, Nissan has them, and uh, this particular vehicle my wife drives is a Ford Explorer, I'm saying bring back the traditional key because there's some substance to it. You know, you've got your ring of keys. Maybe you got a little ball and chain of something of your personal 
situations. You know, everybody decorates their keychain because now, yeah, Wally is showing me, of course, and that's what they do. Some of these key fobs will incorporate uh, on this one here, Infinity. Wally just passed this to me. This Infinity key, it's a smart one. You can actually pull out a key. But some key fobs don't have that, right, Steve. And exactly. I'm saying those things are easily, you could like, my wife and I, we go out to dinner. Where's the Where's the key? Sure. You, you got the key? You got the sure. key? Where, everybody's like, where's that little key? It's not even a key. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> and so I want your thoughts. If you guys want to give us a call, do we get rid of this and bring back the old-fashioned key? That's my question. I want They're your They're a input. lot cheaper to get a replacement with the old-fashioned key, but, you know, all the – all the key fobs and the chips inside, I mean, they cost you three, four hundred bucks to replace them. And now, Wally, I know you've had a few cars that you've driven. You can they're building them around the smartphone. You can start a car with a smartphone now. Yes. Doesn't that I forget who has that? Oh, well, there's there's a number of people doing it. Uh, Mercedes is doing it, BMW is doing it. You can set your temperature, you know, oh, so gosh. you can pre-cool your car here in Arizona anyway. Yeah. Well, you guys stay too. We got a jam pack. Show topic. Show topic, man. I gotta tell you, you may be looking for a car. We are gonna die in tear open the used car scams you want to stay tuned because we're going to tell you what those scams are the latest scams so you are not hoodwinked with your wallet used car scams how to avoid stay tuned that's next 480-655-8870 it's wrench nation Wrench Nation here on 88.7 The Pulse. Frank, Steve, and Wally K. Hill. Yeah, welcome back, guys. We're talking about those used car scams. Some of you may be uh, out there buying a, a used car. You know, we're talking four or $5,000. Hey, if those $10,000 vehicles may qualify as well. Right. But typically, it's, hey, I got a little tax money. Maybe I'm going to buy my college student a, uh, a right. first-time car. first-time car for yeah. even your high school student who's, uh, who's just turning 16 and getting a license, and you don't want him driving the... Yesterday. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so before we get to uh, JB, we got some news, man. I, you guys, I couldn't believe this report. I was actually stunned about this one. And uh, Volkswagen Beetle will end production Aww. in 2018. This has got to be just like the Dodge. Who would they discontinue this well, year? Well, they're always, uh, I mean, they're teasing they out. just want to get you psyched up again. Well, that for was the, the Viper. Model. The yeah, Viper, Viper, yeah. But, Gosh, the Volkswagen Beetle is is such an iconic brand. After 20 years, it the new be Beetle forever. era is coming. Now, according to reports, right. please understand it's sort of a rumor. But why why are all these these industry mags and these e-magazines picking up the story? Um, they're saying apparently they're about to come to a close. Uh, you know, and and maybe, you know, Steve, you brought to our attention yeah. the new electric microbus yes i love the microbus. It looks really cool too yeah um that microbus is pretty cool uh, i know wally you've been in the old school microbuses amen yeah <laughs> no doubt uh so sadly love bus <laughs> they say that's what's coming that's what's coming so a little bit of your auto news there hopefully not god i know you, there's a ton of fans there's a you know you go back to the volkswagen beetle everybody should have a volkswagen beetle in their past i think so i mean it's it's uh it's inexpensive to fix. You can uniquely make it your own. It's a great car to introduce uh, your son or daughter on a weekend. Yes. Hey, let's tinker with the Beetle. And teach him how to drive a stick. I know. Bring back the stick. I know you listening. Some of you got kids and you're like, uh, there's a minority of you that actually probably still believe in that. You know who that. taught me to drive a stick was the guy who sold me my first car. 
Oh, I wish I was. Yeah, he I, taught me it. Not me. I was the I was the schmuck that said, "Oh yeah, I know how to drive a stick." Right. And I went Stall. through a clutch. This was in San Diego. I went through a clutch uh, within a hundred miles. I bought the car back, Wally, and I said, "Hey, there's something wrong with this new car you sold me." And they looked at me, "You idiot! You smoked the clutch." I was starting out of second gear, but anyway, that's a that's another life, boy. That was so long ago. But you know, we're talking used car scams. Um, I, I think it's appropriate, guys. Uh, some of you are getting ready to. You worked hard all year, and some tax money's coming, and there are some used car scams out there. And I got to tell you, for those that, uh, you know, know Frank, I've watched the YouTube video, and I've seen it. I'm pretty pretty good around, around the car. I can tell a used car scam. No, we're not covering gravy. We're not covering basics. We're going to dive into some ruthless, ruthless activities. Uh, do we have JB on the line? We do. JB from Bolt-On Technologies, the wiser advisor. Hello, JB. Yo guys, what is happening? Good to good to hear from you, JB uh, from Bolt On Technology. You know we're talking used car scams, and of course, JB, you come out and uh, try to challenge our audience. And in our in studio here, do you have a challenge question for us? Uh, Why certainly. I well, do. let's see what you got. Certainly. And I had to do a little bit of research, and I kind of found out something interesting. Uh, the state of Arizona actually has a law for used cars that's similar to the lemon laws that cover new cars. And it's only one of a handful oh. of states that actually has a law like that. Wow. Thank you, legislators. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So the question relates to it. So it's one of these questions that's going to kind of it's going to challenge you, but at the same time, educate you. So choose out of the following, which do you think is a part of the law that when you purchase a used car from the dealership, that it would be covered by the Lemon Law. The dealership gets two chances to fix the issue. It's good for 15 days or 500 miles. So two chances, 15 days. Right. Okay. And you might actually have to pay, they say you might actually have to pay up to $25 for repairs. And if you bring it back, if the dealer cannot fix the car and take care of it for you, they give you back the money that you paid for it. It's a tough question. But I thought it was worth putting it out there. So I'll read this again. Choose all the following which are part of the law when you purchase a used car from the dealer. And the dealer is not defined in the law, as I saw. The dealer gets two chances to fix the issue. The warranty, basically, is good for 15 days or 500 miles, whichever occurs first. There's the possibility that you may pay up to $25 for repairs. And if you do bring the car back because the dealer can't fix it, you get paid the price of the car. Well, I'd be honest with you. I'm totally confused on that one now. Yeah, it's a toughie. <laughs> well, let's open that up. I mean, I, I think your point in question really does speak to a big issue for a lot of folks, and that's warranty. I mean, the show is really designed on this topic for those, um, you know, those street deals, those Craigslist deals. But you pick a good point. Talk to us about, just give us the answer. What is, like, I go in, you're saying, I go into the dealer, I buy an $8,000 car from a reputable dealer, what is the law going to do here in the state of Arizona to protect me? Well, what they want to do, yeah, it's probably not a good question, but what they want to do is protect you and make sure that you're getting your money's worth. So what the law is going to do for you is the dealer gets two chances to fix the car. If, it, if you get a car and you drive out of there and in the first 15 days or 500 miles, whichever occurs first, if you have some major issue that causes that car not to be able to be driven, you get to take it back and they get two Ooh. chances to fix it. That's a great area. Not to, like, Wally, he's, uh, you know, JB said not driven. Like, if I got a rack and pinion that, like, I buy it. And by the way, people, you know, we preach to you. Get a pre-purchase inspection. 
I don't care if Moses came down the hill and sold you a car. Take it to a mechanic and get it inspected. But back to what you're saying, you said if it's not drivable, correct? Yes. If anything makes the car not, um, there's a term oh. that they use. I don't remember off the top of my head, but if it can't basically be doing what you bought it for, you have to take it back. They have two chances to fix it. And if they don't, they got to give you your money back. All right. Now, I think that's extreme. You're perhaps talking about, you know, fuel pumps or ignition coils. Like, literally, it won't drive. But if I bought a car, it's for the most part as is. Uh, my steering gear's leaking. Um, and I take it back, car's still drivable, but the law I don't think is going to protect me there, correct? It doesn't really get into that deep. All bit. right. Um, I actually have um, the actual terminology, if you want me to read it, because I think it's important. Let's do it. Yeah. Say here. We got so folks. The actual, yeah. the actual, this has got to be on the certificate that's on the car when it's sold. It says the seller hereby warrants this vehicle to be fit for the ordinary purposes which the vehicle is used for. For 15 days or 500 miles after delivery, whichever is earlier, except with regard to particular defects that are disclosed on the first page of this agreement, you, the purchaser, will have to pay up to 25 hours for each of the first two repairs if the warranty is violated. Okay. Um, so, I get it. But I, got, I, I, um, I think what you're saying is an incredible point. However... I think we need to make clear at the end of the day, there may be a law that has a lot of holes and Wally is raising his eyes. Wally's been around since 1932. Wally. Uh, <laughs> okay. So here, here, here's what yeah. we got here. Fixed to the windshield. Most of your used cars, if you're going to go out and you're going to spend five to $10,000 on a used car for yeah. your kid for college or something, it's going to be out of factory warranty. There's not going to be anything left of the factory warranty. They try to sell you an extended warranty, which you can buy basically from anybody you anywhere. Can. Yeah. You know, so it covers the major things. But the addendum that's attached to the windshield, there's there's two boxes. Uh, one is checked if there is warranty left on the factory warranty. Right. The other one is checked as is. So generally when you buy those older vehicles and higher mileage They're vehicles, as is. Yep. Yeah, yeah, the as is box is checked. But in defense of all these used car salesmen that aren't trying to scam you, maybe yeah. they're just, maybe they're just selling you a used car. Most of these guys, if you take it back to them, if there is a problem, they will. They'll fix it. I gotta say that as I long mean, as it's not a big deal, they will. And that's another thing. What about if you buy a car off Craigslist? That's what I'm. This you're is screwed. You're screwed. And I, I gotta tell you something. That's what this show is really about. Yeah. Um, you know, JB, you brought up a good point, and I and I think it's tremendous. And ultimately, if someone was listening and saying. All right, what is the point? At the end of the day, get a used car pre-purchase inspection. You guys have heard this Definitely. on the show before. Uh, there are some laws. Maybe Arizona has some particulars. But in my opinion, I think some of those laws are, are there's a lot of gray area. Um, I will give a shout-out, Wally. Uh, there are a ton of great dealers, but I will give you my personal experience. Uh, CarMax has done an incredible job yes. here. Yes. Um, I do pre-purchase inspections in the garage. And overwhelmingly, if we discover a problem, in other words, CarMax sold a vehicle and we do an inspection and we say, hey, you know, we pointed out these things. CarMax has a great batting average. They want to make the deal right. Yes. And so know that. 
But now we're going to roll up sleeves. We're going to dive right in. And JB, he's literally He's literally rolling up I his am, sleeve, ladies no, and gentlemen. No, because I, I'm, he's I'm doing tired. it as we speak. I'm tired of giving people in my garage tissues and I have to pull out medicine because they start crying. He's and, getting emotional. And they, they didn't get a pre-purchase inspection. And some gypsy sold them a, a crock of... Yeah, Where's the silent button? I want to. <laughs> but anyway, seriously, guys. So here it is. We're going to dive in. What we're talking about to regroup here is I've got $3,000. That's my budget. And I'm on Craigslist. And I meet up with somebody or something in some occasions. Uh, <laughs> um, and we're going to cover the scams. And number one, especially in the state of Arizona, particularly here in the Valley, all right, it gets hot. So you buy the car, it looks good, it looks clean. And you bought this car in March. And the guy says to you, well, it just needs Freon. Uh-oh. Listen to me, people. You're in that car. Everything seems to be okay. You turn on the AC. You know enough to check the AC because the summer months are coming. And here's an individual that says, well, it's not blowing as cold. It just needs Freon. They're selling the car because oh, yeah. just needs Freon means compressor, condenser. Exactly. Big money. Now, you do it yourselfers if you bought all this. It's still going to cost you big money if you're going to provide your own labor over a six-pack on the weekend, uh, providing that you're using factory parts. You know, we preach here. I'm not knocking the aftermarket. But when you're using factory parts, it's still going to cost you a dime. That just needs Freon. Again, golden rule, pre-purchase inspection. So know that. Um, we had a gal last year, and I remember this. I deal with a lot of folks in a lot of cars. And she was sold so much on Just Needs Freon that she was adamant, Wally. She said, Frank, just put Freon in it. JB, where's it the, going? <laughs> what's the problem with, hey, just put Freon in it? Explain what can happen there. Well, you know, what's kind of funny is just the term Freon. Uh, we haven't used that since back in the 80s, so if anyone's using that terminology now, that's that's a bad sign to start with. Yeah. But um, the way an air conditioning system works is they have refrigerant in it, and that refrigerant in there has to be specifically a right amount. It can't have any air in there or any fluid like water, moisture, or anything like that, because if you do put it together and you put some kind of refrigerant in there, and if it's bad refrigerant, because there is some of those out there, um, it's going to destroy what's left of the system, and it's just not going to work. It's yeah. just going to um, take it to pieces. You know, and on that topic, uh, perhaps you turn on the AC and, wow, it's cold air. It's, we're doing good. Nice. It still speaks that you got to get the system checked out because you guys know there's stop leaking a can for these refrigerators. There's systems. like 20 bucks, Ooh. and it's horrible for your car. And look, yeah, hey. You don't want to do that. No. You know, I look, it, and I'm careful here, guys. You know, maybe you don't, maybe you're that individual that has a $1,500 repair and you want to just try the stop leak. And that's you. That's your personal thing. But we're talking about if you're in that ride and things seem to be right, just know that that's a possibility. They knew ahead of time that the compressor's leaking, condenser's leaking, lines are leaking. Maybe the evaporative, so the evaporator in the dash is leaking. Guys, that's a large repair, so please pre-purchase inspection. Um, the other thing that's popular, and you guys may have experienced this, is that, <laughs> Wally, how many times have you heard, oh, yeah, it's a cream puff? <laughs> Even today, no matter what, generally, generationally speaking, it, it seems like, uh, you know, even our youngsters just say, oh, yeah, it's a cream puff. Yeah. I've heard that. Yeah, that'll get some on you. 
Now, <laughs> when I say cream puff, guys, um, you most of most of you smart enough to know. Okay, well that that may be a red flag because in reality, is there really such a thing as a cream puff? I mean, we may talk about it on the side, but when it's down to business, that's a red flag, cream puff. Well, let me tell you about a cream puff. Are you guys ready for tip number two? Yes. Listen up, man, because this is dastardly, and I, I may have to hit the silent button. <laughs> I don't want to drop any F-bombs on, on air. But I get really upset about this because here we go. The car was bought at auction with an engine knock. The car was for sale, dirt cheap. An individual... I like to call them the thing because that's what they are. They bought it and they poured honey oil. You ever see the honey oil? Now picture this. Honey oil is great for tea, but it's not great for your engine crankcase in terms of creeping up later. Now it's great for a used car scammer because what's that engine oil, that honey oil going to do? It's a thick oil, people. It mixes. It'll take up some clearances. Remember, the knock is excessive clearances or even a tap to the valve train. So all you have to know is that if you're checking the car, here's a tip. Most of you will be brave enough to say, let me check the engine oil dipstick. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Most of us, if it exists on a lot of newer cars, they're even getting rid of the dipsticks on the engine oil crankcase there. But you're going to pull that engine oil dipstick. Now you may see the oil clear. The person This suspect individual that's selling you this cream puff may have been smart enough to change the oil because he knew that you were going to check the oil, right? A lot of people will do that. However, the consistency of oil should not be tacky. Take your two fingers and pinch it between honey oil, and there's the visual. If you pull that dipstick out and that engine oil looks clear, but you go to feel it and it feels tacky. Think of honey oil literally between your pointer and your your thumb, and if it just has that tackiness, I'm saying be careful because there may be some honey oil masking in engine knock. So know about that. That's a, you know, mechanic in a bottle. JB, you've seen this honey oil. Oh, yeah, it's a thick, sticky, and it does fix noises, and that's not a good thing to buy a car with that in there. Again, go back to home base. We say pre-purchase inspection. What about something with an egg in the radiator? This is a text. (laughs) <laughs> recommended for a cracked radiator. I don't recommend Is that it. a test? This is a professional mechanic show. <laughs> uh, no, but in, breakfast. Sp- <laughs> in speaking, give me the text again, because he mentioned. Is the egg in the radiator recommended for a cracked radiator? No. No. Now, I'll tell you what. I'm an advocate. If you are with your family and you are in the desert or the high mountains of Pennsylvania out there in the Poconos, I know it can be rough out there, JB. Um and you've developed a coolant system leak. Yes, pull over, do what you got to do, grab the duct tape, patch it, get the stop leak. It is a temporary solution. Yes. I'm an advocate. So if this man or woman, who texted, what's his name? Abraham. Abraham, if you believe in the egg and the radiator, go for it. I've never heard of the egg and the radiator. Me either. What? I have. And also, I have. Yeah. You have? Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. It, and it will clog up the leak a little bit if it happens to not cook on the way to the leak. Yeah, right. scramble eggs in the radiator. That's like it. That. It's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. So, Abraham, maybe that's the case. Um, while we're on that topic, I mean, let's say you bought a used car, pre-purchase inspection. You own it. It looks good. Absolutely. Get your little trunk kit. I'm an advocate for duct tape. I don't care what anybody says. 
If you're broke down somewhere, duct tape to help you out. Damn right. Uh, absolutely. So um, that honey oil we covered, please, people, check that out. Make sure that that oil is not tacky. Uh, it's it's critical. JB, you got any other – have you seen – we've got a bunch of these to cover, but have you seen anything else in your time, uh, used car scams, anything going on in Philadelphia or Pennsylvania? Well, one of the things that some people actually do is the check engine light. Um, they might do something to cover it or put it out or even take it out occasionally. Oh, god! They don't want you to see that. You know, and a lot of times when you look at a new car, you're all excited and everything, you turn it on and you don't realize – that light's not going on. Which right. Is and it should go on as soon as you turn the key. It should go on at yep. least as you, just until the car starts up. We had. Yeah, uh, it's testing out at yeah. that point. Yeah. So look for that. We had a gentleman, Michael. I'll never forget this. You know, I do a lot of work with the media, and we had a news story develop out of this, uh, the garage. We had an individual. Uh, he had been coming in for some time, but he said, you know, I can do this on my own. I'll buy this used car. It was a Ford Taurus. He came in. Tags were expired. Here's another clue, people. If you buy a used car, yeah. you make sure that seller squares away those tags. Oh. Because they may be finding emissions problems. So go further with this story, Steve. Right. This gentleman went in the garage sure. and said, hey, Frank, shake it down. i got to take it through emissions. And I said, hey, Michael, did you just buy this? I've right. never seen the car. It's not in your profile. He said, oh, yeah, I just bought it. I said, Michael, did we inspect it? He goes, no, no, it's a Taurus. It'll be good. Yeah, we did. We did check it, and guess what we found? What? They pulled the check engine light bolt. Oh, that's right, people. Oh, wow. Yep, I'm telling you, it's scandalous. Of course, the media got involved. So we got more used car tips. Hey, JB, we appreciate you, brother. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on again, guys. All right, JB, Bolt On Technology. Thank you so much, sir. We'll see you next time. Yeah, if you think you are the big shot on campus and can shake down a used car, I got some more tips to shock your world. We want to save your wallet. Stay tuned. Car talk, car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. This is Wrench Nation with your hosts, Frank and Steve. Talking about buying a used car and all the scams out there, right, Frank? Absolutely. Those used car scams will leave your wallet. And some of these scams, man, are the equivalent cost of a college semester. We're going to get to that. You know, one thing that you got to be really careful about, too, and I did this in buying a used car once, and I happened to have a friend I bought it from Northwest, the Northwest Valley, which is, you know, 50 miles from where I live. I did find the guy on Craigslist and I, I happened to have a friend who worked at an auto shop over on that side of town. So I said, look, I said, I'd like to take this over to my friend and have him check it out. And he put it up and he was looking and he found the frame had bent. It had been an accident and the frame was bent. And that's something that people don't ever think about. And that can affect you. Yeah, absolutely. And it's one of our big tips, guys. Uh, you know, we talked about, hey, just needs Freon. All right. You guys know better than that. Be careful. Or if that AC is blowing cold, right. you know, it may be some stop leak. We talked about, um, you know, the check engine light being pulled. Make sure the tags are good. This third tip is really crucial, guys. And, and, and you probably have heard this before. Um, it pulls to the left when you drive yeah, the vehicle. Yeah. And the seller says, hey, um, it just needs an alignment. Well, and it might. And it may just be. Yeah. But again, it speaks to the pre-purchase. Right. God, you get a spindle or a knuckle on a car. Maybe it was curb checked. That's big dollar expense. But don't um, you think if, I mean, if you could take it to, to a shop and have them check it out and you're going to be a lot better off. And if you don't, and if they say, oh, no, you can't do that. 
Right. And they've got your license and everything and all your number. If, if they say you can't do that, then you better be a little bit cautious. Yeah, that's a red flag. And no, most why not? Know. Yeah, that's instinct. Right, Wally? I mean, well, I, even I, for our I, youngsters I, that may, you yeah. know. Uh, okay, let me give you an old guy's opinion here. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay, so you go out and you, you buy this marginal car from a guy on Craigslist. Right. Or, or you're getting ready to buy it. Mm-hmm. You say, can I go get it inspected? He goes, absolutely. So I take it down to Frank's shop. It, Frank, you know, takes a look at it and he goes, hey, you know, the oil's a little bit funny. I say, hey, you know what? Go ahead and change the oil. Let's see what's going on. I'll pay for that. Right. You know, well, hey, it's pulling to the left. Okay, well, let's align the thing. I'll pay for that too because that's still going to be cheaper right. than getting stuck with the lemon. So that's, that's right. what an old guy would do. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just use your common sense, guys. I mean, I think at the end of the day, we can give you tips galore. Um, there's a lot of information online. We just want to bring attention to, man, I don't care if it's a $1,000 car. $1,000 is $1,000. A lot of money. You've worked hard for that, and you don't need to be hoodwinked uh, with that. We're going to get to this uh, new car review. Pretty interesting, guys. We've got the uh, 2018 AMG Biturbo Mercedes, Mercedes Convertible. We're going to get that to uh, get that uh, review here in a minute. Um you know, JB had mentioned the, the laws, um, and some of you may say, well, Frank, I, I understand. I'm not going to, like, buy a car on the street, you know, and, and you know, I've got a budget. Maybe I'm going to finance something. It is my opinion, and I think you guys will agree, most dealerships, I don't think the funny business is going to be in scamming. I think we've done a good job in the last 10, 15 years as consumers. The Internet certainly made, is, was a game changer to that. Um, we're pretty hip to, we want a good deal, and that's kind of our focus. Otherwise, the likelihood of you finding these type of scams, buying, let's say, a, even a 60,000-mile vehicle, um, is very slim. So understand that. And I think the communication factor is huge. You know, you bought a vehicle. We mentioned CarMax. Uh, there's a ton of great dealers out here. Uh, the Earnhardt family, the Chapman group. I mean, they're, look, new car dealers are... They want your repeat business, and I don't think there's any question about that. I think where we fall into a problem is the expectations kind of fell apart. You know, where I expected a certain thing from my purchase. Wally, you can speak on expectations. Maybe there was a communication gap. Well, yes, obviously. Uh, what, what happens on the dealer side of it, they have a sheet that they call WEO, W-E-O, oh. W-O-U. Gotcha. Whatever it is. And that's the time to get that square. Yes. You want to make sure that that's, uh, yeah. Before you sign on the line, before you write the check. I see. You know, it's like, okay, you're going to provide me mud flaps. Uh, You're going to provide me uh, whatever it is, window tint, whatever like that. But make sure it's nailed down, you know, because if it's not in writing, it didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Just be aware of that. And, you know, the thing about it is, um, I've seen this in the garage when we talk about extremes, and I'll use this as an example. You buy a fairly low mileage vehicle from the dealer, and there's an engine knock or valve train issue. I got to say, my experience, for the most part, I probably put it at 70%. There is that 30% chance you're on your own, uh, and this is outside factory warranty. But I've seen, you know, I've seen dealers take care of stuff. I've seen a different climate out there, for the most part. Um, Wally, you've been, you've been hanging with dealers for many, many years. Um, I'm not trying to make guarantees or promises. My point is as a consumer, there's 
people we're getting stuff taken care of a little better than we were 10 15 years ago right and it's because yeah. of social media it's because of the fact yelp, that the, the, the consumer yelp. Yeah. I play, yelp is saving the day that's right i don't know if it's <laughs> saving the day or not I but it's ma- it's making everybody be a little bit more honest yeah. and i think if you're really transparent get, yeah. yeah if you get down to it these guys really like you said they want repeat business unless it's joe schmo's car a lot on the corner, and he's only got three cars. Well, think about the difference now, though, in all the technology. Even the last 20 years, right? You go to a dealer, you want to buy that car, and then now all of a sudden you go online, you start comparing it with other dealers. I mean, that's just one thing. You can Google... You can find out what a car's value should be. What should you be getting from right, your trade? Right, true cars out there. There's a, there's a bunch of websites. I mean, all that, the tools that, you have yeah. right now are really giving you the upper hand. All right, I got another tip for you guys before we dive into the new car review. Perhaps you're looking at a used car, and again, probably not in a dealership setting, but maybe at some park somewhere in your city or on the corner somewhere. And, of course, we always tell you, meet at a bank or across the street from a police station. <laughs> if you want to wheel and deal, never at your house. Um, odometers, you may be in a vehicle and things just don't seem right. You've got a worn leather seat or worn upholstery. Boy, that seat feels like 130,000 miles seat, but that mileage, that odometer says 40,000 miles. Um, on these newer vehicles, much more difficult because everything is run through a controlled area network. It's a lot more difficult, but on an older vehicle, someone may have just pulled that out and went to the wrecking yard. And swapped it out with a lower mile. That's odometer fraud. Odometer straight up fraud. So, again, go back to the pre-purchase inspection. And here's a tip for you. Look at all of your securing screws, bolts. Look at that. Like, specifically at that instrument bezel that surrounds that cluster where all those gauges live. Boy, if you see that, it just doesn't seem like that's the original. You can tell, yeah, you, you can, can tell, tell. If the screw is looser. There's, you yeah, know, you know, yeah, boogered up a little bit. Absolutely. In some occasions, it'll just be blatant. There's screws missing. Uh, I like to look at door hinges when I when I one of the first things we do in the garage. You know, we're not body experts, but you know, we'll shake down the striker and the latch. We'll look at the striker and the latch for sure, and we want to see if it's been in its original position because you can tell. If it's, you know, if it's been in a wreck, yeah, it's going it, to, it's not seated. And then, of course, with the paint, you know, um, you know, you, you're going to see some issues there. If it, look, if the, if, if the, if the overspray is all over the plastic into the undercarriage, then, you know, those are clues that you can easily identify. But make sure you check if you feel that that odometer has been messed with. Again, it's a lot harder, but you'll know. Uh, take it in, get a pre-purchase inspection. Wally, let's talk about this new car review because I think, um, was this a relief for you to have this hot rod? This Is it a hot rod? This AMG Mercedes? Talk to us about it. Absolutely. The 2018 AMG SLC 43 oh, Roadster. Sounds like Morse code. Go pretty, ahead. Pretty much. Pretty much. But basically what it is, it's a two-seater. It's the SL version of it. Uh, it's got a three-liter twin turbocharged motor in it making 384 horsepower uh or excuse me uh whoa 362 horsepower 384 foot pounds of torque out of a v6 out of a v6 twin turbocharged nine speed transmission almost has to be to get that kind of yeah yeah. well the little sucker it's not very big it weighs four thousand pounds or almost with me and it weighs four thousand pounds Wow, <laughs> um, I had no problem. It, it, I had no problem fitting in it. Very comfortable, extremely fast, up to 
140 miles an hour. And then it started like, wait a minute, you got it to 140. Oh yeah. Why do you do that? Because I can. <laughs> okay. No, I mean, you, you're uh, no. testing the piece. Yes. Yes, absolutely. If you buy it and now let, let's, let's skip ahead here to the MSRP, $76,000. You better. Yeah. yeah. So if I'm buying a car for $76,000 and it's got almost 400 horsepower, I'm going to go out and see how fast it goes. That's what I I agree. I think you represent those buyers that are at their life stage where they, hey, if it says 140, can it do it? Oh, no. It should be doing like 180. You shopped around on this one? Yes. Shopped around. Couldn't find a deal. Oh. Mercedes doesn't deal. They don't deal. If you, if you want it, you come on down, you write the check. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the 2018 SLC 43 Mercedes AMG. Uh, great review. Maybe we'll do a video on that on Facebook. Stay tuned. We're talking more used car scams, and I believe we got Greg Buckley from Delaware coming in. Wrench Nation Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870. All right, Wrench Nation here on 88.7 The Pulse. Yeah, and on podcast and everywhere it is. Yeah, if you're catching this on the replay, uh, on the podcast, or yeah. listening, uh, we appreciate you guys. Uh, you can always reach out on Facebook, man. We hang 24-7, and we appreciate all of you new to us, man. You guys rock. I think we got 4,700 of you guys hanging on Facebook. Wow. Rock on. Yeah. Very, very cool. So we are talking used car scams. Before we bring in Greg Buckley, um, I wanted to recap. I think it's important. Maybe you're just joining the show. Please check the dipstick. There's this honey oil that they're going to use. It's it's designed to fake you out with a major repair, engine knock, things like that. If it's just Freon is all it needs, don't trust that statement. Or if even the air is blowing cold, uh, still get it checked out because they may have put some stop leak in that. And then certainly the check engine light, easy thing you can do, turn the key on, make sure all the bulbs come on, including the check engine light. Uh, That is a bulb test, people. Most cars, you can do that. Because they are pulling the check engine light bulb out. So know about that. Ready to bring in Mr. Greg Buckley? Yeah, I'm Mr. Greg Big Daddy Buckley. Hey. Our blue hand of Delaware. Hey. Hello, Mr. Buckley. What's going on, gentlemen? How are the, how is everybody today? We are doing good. Are you uh good, you man. you wearing like big coats? I heard well you guys getting another blizzard out there or something. Oh on. man, we've had it's like I think we're due for number four next Tuesday. Oh boy. Of uh these these nor'easters coming through. So it's rain, snow. Cloudy's cold. I mean, it's just it's yeah. just not. Well, I, I just will have to make you feel bad. Uh, some of us were golfing uh, this morning, but uh, uh, it's 84 degrees currently in Mesa, Arizona. You know, <laughs> rub, rub it in, man. Uh, get yeah, that salt, get that salt out. Not I for know. long. Not for long. It'll be 70 tomorrow. Oh no. I know. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know what I'd you like know. to do, Greg, with the time we have. Um, mm-hmm. One of our. Uh, Good friends, he's out of Canada, border there, Detroit. He's a truck driver. He listens to the show, Dan Farber. He had mentioned uh, over the past week potholes. And I thought, well, you know, we don't see a lot of that. But in terms of buying a used car, let's regroup to suspension. Some of you Mm. may be buying a used car and a second-day ownership reveals you didn't get it inspected first. You develop this knock with the suspension. Um Greg, have you seen some some stuff with maybe struts, control arms regarding suspension that could leave people yeah. with a big expense? Yeah, I mean, just 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 today in the shop, we had a uh, Nissan Murano come in, and you know, the the ball joints and the control arms were just shot, just obliterated. Because now, when you, know, you say shot, let, that's that. Mm-hmm. What do you mean shot? Well, completely worn out. Completely now, what's the symptom out, if they're know, worn out? What what am I going to well, feel? You know what? You, 
you may hear a creaking sound as you turn left or right, you know, or you might hear a knocking sound when you are going down the road, a slight little bang, uh, you know, a, um, a popping sound, you know, that could be present. Uh, anything like that it could be indicative of a ball joint. And in today's suspension, one of the things that's pretty, you know, I mean, it, it comes with technology, but everything of a ball joint is sealed. You know, you know when you say oil, lube, and filter now, uh, you know, we might not get that lubrication like we used to with the older cars with the Zerk fittings and we pump and grease into them. Well, now they're totally sealed and they wear out. And, and when they wear out, they create a problem. All right, hang on a minute. A lot of our people, a lot of our people don't understand ball joint. I would probably use right. the analogy. Think of the anatomy of your body, your wrist, uh, your ankle, your kneecap. Those are moving joints. And so your suspension has those items. And what you're saying is, as it relates to these used car scams, probably, um, you could have a ball joint that has that rubber covering and somebody may have just sneaked in some grease to mask a noise. You drive it a week later, decide to get it inspected, and you, the mechanic, says, hey, you need ball joints. That's correct, yeah. I mean, and that's an expense. If you're, in a state, if you're in a state like Pennsylvania that will look at that and look at the play, and the play is measured about what the distance is between you know, a static and, and how you can elevate it. So... You know, the quick test is that when the vehicle is lifted, you can push up on the tire, and you can see if there's any play between bottom and top. All right, let me ask you a question, because we want to get to it. A lot of folks listening, they may be just doing their little walk around. They're not mechanics. Are there Mm -hmm. any signs to the tires that would indicate, if somebody were to look at a tire, that perhaps there's a problem with suspension? What kind of tire wear would they have? Sure. You could look at, you you know, the one thing that everybody should do is turn the wheel out to the left, inspect the tire, and then turn it to the right and inspect the other side. Don't look and at tread. Look for, just don't look, excuse you, me, don't look at sidewall. Okay. Well, you want to look at everything. You gotcha. want to look at the inside of the sidewall to see if you are, if it's shiny and black and you've been rubbing up against something. That tire's got friction against it. So if it's shiny and black on the inside, the alignment, there's an issue with the alignment in the chassis and suspension. If the tread pattern is uneven or if it's feathered, you know, if it's feathered, that's a sign that where you have lack of rotation or possible weak suspensions, AE, you know, struts or shocks. So, you know, you can do these little things um, right by yourself. It's just important that, you know, turn the wheel, look at everything, check it out. And while you're turning the wheel to the extreme sides, left or right, you really can get a good visual of anything else, your your drive axle. You can see if you've got any torn boots, uh, that they're, your, your, your front-wheel drives uh, especially. So, you know, don't be afraid to take the car through its paces on your own. And then, of course, like you guys preach and I preach all the time, listen, you can never, ever, ever go wrong with having a professional look at your vehicle on the lift throughout Pay, I mean, pay for it you know, is what I say. I say pay, pay for it because that's a transaction. It. That's skin in the game. I'm not yeah. knocking Uncle Louie. Uncle Louie knows what he's doing, but, man, right. you want to pay for an x-ray because then that garage owes you. We want to be yeah, well, accountable that way. That's right? true. Suppose you, suppose you bought a car that Uncle Louie can't fit under because, hey, Uncle Louie might be hey. 60 years old and has got a little Wait bit a of minute. belly to him. My <laughs> Uncle Louie is pretty fit. He goes to the gym. Right. But, no, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no doubt about uh, that. Let me ask you something. Right. A lot of folks will get a car, and they feel really good about it, mainly because their wallet is driving that feel good, right? Again, 1000 2000 
everywhere I go, they want $3,500. Here's $1,000 to $2,000. I'm feeling good. They may not have taken that car out to drive for a while on the freeway. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Specifically oh, yeah. I mean, with the steering and suspension. Yeah. That's, that's a really great point because a lot of people don't really take the car through its paces. If the owner and you are you know, agreeable to take a test drive or the dealer is allowed to take a test drive, you know what? Go 55 or go the speed limit. Drive the speed limit wherever you're at and then take it through its courses. Like here around us, it's more urban. So we've got city streets. We've got bumps. We've got tight corners to go into. And this right. is just local. I'm In saying I, I had a thought here. Maybe we can convince. Wally Kilhill is a world-renowned new car reviewer. Wally Cahill may, well, I don't think he'll be available, but you need to test drive a car seriously like every red cent counts. Take it on the freeway. Uh, vibrations at freeway speeds could be a tire issue, correct? Tire, tires, it could go down to that ball joint. It could be um, a strut. It could be a, a, a tie rod, axle, uh, you name it. Um, there's a lot there's of moving. There's a myriad of things, yeah. a lot of moving parts that can cause vibration. And again, a professional will be able to see what you can't, and that's the importance of it. All right, real quick, we got about a minute. Give us mm-hmm. a horror story in 60 seconds. We're putting you on the spot. Worst case scenario, came in your garage, and you really you got anxiety before you had to tell somebody the bad news oh, about their used car. Yeah, a really good, a really good uh, couple came in. They, they called me on the phone. They said, Greg, we found this 90, 95 or 96 Jeep Wrangler. It's so pretty. It's got 95,000 miles on it. We want to bring it in for an inspection. This was on a Friday. Well, Monday I get a call. It says, Greg, we bought the car already. We didn't get time for an inspection. We loved it so much. It looks so good. But now we want to bring it in to see what we're going to need to make this thing really good for us. Okay, brings it in. What do we find? We could put our fist through the frame on this thing. Oh, boy. It was so rotten. Wow. And beautiful. It had rotted all the way through. Where'd they buy it from? Craigslist. What did they do? They paid cash for it. What happened? That owner, as soon as, as, soon as that transaction was made, he was gone. Phone yeah. cut off, everything. This is a true story that they tried to go to court for. And they, you know, the judge. There's said, no court you know for what? that one right there. You, you know, there's no court. I mean, you could try all you want. But it's not going to happen. So yeah. they were at $3,500, and they've never done that again. Every vehicle they've purchased since then has come in for a pre-purchase inspection. So, yeah. folks, yeah. you know, honestly, get the inspection done. Get a pre-purchase pay, inspection. Pay yeah. Exactly. All right. Exactly. Well, Greg, you rock out of Buckley's Auto Care. Uh, thank you so Hi, much guys. for hanging with us. You rock, no brother. No problem, man. All right, guys. See you, man. Thank See you, you, Greg. The Wrench Nation Wild and Wacky News on Wheels. All right, how about this? You can catch this on Autoblog. A man drives a stolen car to court to answer a car theft charge. You can't be any better than that. The stupidity definitely does exist. This gentleman had actually stole a car, and he was due in court. Six months later, he went to court with another stolen car. If you steal a car, man, that's not too bright to begin with. If you show up to court with a stolen car, you're about a bag of rocks. 
There is your weird automotive news. Bad idea. That's Wrench Nation for this week. Of course, anytime you want to call us, 480-655-8870. Lock that phone number in your car. Your phone in your phone. Yeah, your car, your phone. <laughs> Lock get it everywhere. In Put your it in your wallet. shoes. We love having you guys. If you caught us on the replay in the podcast, thank you so much. Give us a review. Tap that like button. We'd love to see you every week. Hey, and Facebook, you guys have been incredible. Thank you so much. Get on a Facebook if you haven't. Join us. The conversation continues. And as I say every week, people, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic.